You're listening to a podcast from 702. on 702. Finance Minister Pravin Gordon joins us on the line now from Cape Town. Minister, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Kulai, and to your listeners. Oh, thank you very much, Minister, for coming through. Much, much appreciated. Minister, I'd like to start from the, the, just the last page in your speech today. I mean, one of the things that you did right towards the end was to thank, among others, your deputy, MBC Jonas, but also the DG, Treasury, etc. And you said you thank them for working under extremely difficult conditions. And I think it is important for, for the rest of South Africa to understand the conditions under which this medium-term budget policy statement was put together. Please just give us some, some ideas there, Minister. What were the conditions under which they were working? Now, sometimes to understand the last page, you've got to go to the first page, you see. Yeah. And uh, <coughs> essentially we were saying, forgive my coughing. No problem. That, uh, uh, you know, global growth is miserable. Uh, African growth was 1.4%, uh, normally way above 3 uh, firstly, secondly, our own forecast, as you know, for what almost nine, six, nine months has been swinging between uh, zero percent in some cases, zero point six percent in other cases, and uh, it's been vacillating over that time. Thirdly, low growth like zero point five means that uh, you now have uh, twenty-three. Uh, it's an estimate, but twenty-three billion rounds less in tax revenue. And uh, at the same time, you've got to, as you know, find the sources, whether it's for higher education or for other uh, needs that we have in our society. We also had the pressure uh, arising from the growth number. Sorry for the coughing. No problem. Um, of... Uh, generating uh, jobs in, in, in our economy, uh, confidence that you can get more uh, investment going in our economy as well. So on the one hand, there's uh, the revenue, there's the jobs and uh, investment issue, and then um, there, there's the, the whole question of credibly managing our debt and deficit mm. so that both we are able to say to current generations we've done what we had to do. Uh, but as you know, we also point out that we don't want to leave behind huge debt problems for future generations. And managing that into what we have finally called a measured and balanced approach to fiscal consolidation, on the one hand, has been a huge achievement and a tough battle. And on the other hand, generating partnerships with business, with labor, inspiring some confidence in an economy where in the rest of the world even there are great difficulties, uh, I think bodes well for better growth prospects as we go forward. But thirdly, uh, arising from both those two points is the focus on growth, that if we do not do what is necessary to build national consensus and action by all quarters of society, including government, to get the growth number going and get it going in an inclusive way, all the other tinkering that we're doing at the moment with deficits and cutting expenditure and anticipating revenue and so on is not going to solve our medium-term problems. Hmm. So we fundamentally then come back to the growth equation. And in the speech you will find that we say that there's a number of things that we need to do. The fiscal alone or the monetary alone, like the rest of the world has learned, doesn't manage that. 
uh, we've got to make both political and policy choices on the one hand, but also implement the things that we say in an assertive way. And then thirdly, in this document, you might have noticed, not the speech, uh, for the first time, Treasury has undertaken what we call a fiscal risk analysis. In other words, what are possible opportunities, but also what are possible dangers? Uh, so let's say there's another Wall Street disaster. We don't have the fiscal space like we did in 2008 uh, when debt to GDP was 27%, now it's 47%, uh, to stimulate the economy in the same way as we tried to do then. So those, those are, that's just one. One SOE uh, goes crazy because of governance decisions, for example. Uh, that will put a huge imposition on the fiscus as well. Mm. So there's a very uh, well-rounded approach that uh, Treasury, uh, together with the rest of government, because ultimately this is a government medium-term budget policy statement, it goes through full cabinet processes, uh, has found the right path forward. Uh, but there's a soft side to it, as I said, and the soft side, build national confidence, build national consensus, build a climate for cooperation amongst all, whereas others are trying to uh, do unwittingly or wittingly things that actually take us in the wrong direction, mm -hmm. and serve the national interest, because put the country and its citizens first. Let me pick up on what you referred to as tinkering, which you say on its own is not enough to assist us, that we need growth in the end. And one of the things that you talk about is cutting expenditure. But then again, you also say in the same speech that the fastest growing expenditure item is interest on debt. We're sitting at about, what, two trillion rand of debt. Are we really cutting expenditure? Yes, we are. Uh, there was, I mean, since 2012, if you look at the numbers, you'll find that there's been tapering of debt of 10 or more billion rounds uh, a year. Now, if, you don't, if we don't grow the economy and don't get the revenue returns that a growing economy gives us, then it means you continue to put pressure either on debt or on expenditure. Debt has its limits when you're not growing because uh, people will begin to doubt whether you have the ability to pay or not. So you have to do the expenditure cuts as well. But let's place this in context. We're saying this is a particularly rough period. Let's make the sacrifices that need to be made now on the one hand, but also build on the positives that we have. There are positives that we have. Focus on the positives and uh, uh, get consensus around that and get some movement around it and get action around it. And uh, we could do better and we might even surprise ourselves. Sure. And the other thing that you're talking about, of course, fiscal risk analysis. You spoke a lot about fiscal consolidation continuing, but you also said uh, you, you, there won't be that much fiscal consolidation that essentially throttles people, throttles growth. And some are, are, are interpreting that to be saying, whilst we have been paying a lot of attention in the past to fiscal consolidation, but we are also understanding that it, it is possible that it can kill economies. Well, and, and that is uh, a bit of advice that uh, you get from many of the multinational organizations uh, to many countries in the world. Of course, you get the hawks uh, in this sort of environment. Uh, that's a, a bad term to use right now. Indeed. Uh, but they, they, if, you have, if you take a more, uh, uh, let's say, careless approach to fiscal consolidation, then you say, for example, cut all social grants or cut them by half as many countries in, as far as austerity measures uh, had to do in, in Europe or decided to do. They didn't have to do it. 
So where we don't want to go is to undermine the progress we've made on the social services side and the social wage side, firstly. Secondly, we must change the composition of our expenditure, meaning less must go into consumption, more must go into investment. And that investment from the government side must be followed by investment from the private sector side. And that's the climate we want to create. Minister, let me just ask you then about the fees must fall because uh, while, whilst, of course, you were delivering this medium-term budget policy statement outside the National Assembly, uh, there were running battles between the police and parents and protesting students, etc. And you were able to give a little bit or uh, uh, give an indication of what government is likely to give where that is concerned. And it is going through the National Students' Financial Aid Scheme. Is that an appropriate platform, firstly, that you think will be able to pacify and perhaps not pacify but also just essentially address this need? You know, the, the, the key thing that uh, Minister Nzamande, Minister Hadebe, and in our own small way from the Treasury side that we're trying to work on is firstly communicating to the student and community leadership that we do care, we do understand, and we do want to find answers. Secondly, we have some answers, and some of them are uh, in the February budget where we had to find 16 billion runs over three years, out of the blue. Right? And we found more. Uh, and we'll be finding more. Uh, secondly. Thirdly, is that the fiscus alone can't carry the entire load. And there are a whole lot of technical proposals we have from academics, from student bodies, and from private sector organizations that we want to look at carefully in the next few weeks. Uh, fourthly, what we are saying is that we understand where the key pinch points are. Uh, and we have a plan to respond to them. And soon, Minister Nzavande and his colleagues will be able to put some of that, that, that forward. And I'm convinced that we, we can find answers to this. Now, on the question of uh, violence, I think we must be quite clear as a country. Burning a bus, burning a library, burning a building doesn't give you money. It, in fact, costs money. So it's time that we, as a national uh, community or communities need to communicate to that marginal sector that thinks that violence is the answer. Violence is not the answer. We need to get all the role players together, and there are many from the faith communities, from the leadership of universities, and the leadership of the students and government who want to and are beginning to sit in the same room and begin to say, A, what are the pinch points? B, what are some of the immediate solutions? C, what are other options that we have? And D, in the next month or two, let's give some certainty uh, to, to poor students in particular and those families earning below 600000 that we do have an answer. And I, I'm absolutely convinced we'll find them. Just a final one, Minister. I remember a couple of months ago, maybe four or five months ago, you were asked a question about whether or not you'll be back presenting the medium-term budget policy statement. And your answer was, if you see me back here in October presenting this medium-term budget policy statement, it means I have political support. That's how these things work. Do you have political support? I presented the MTBPS to the colony, and I hope you like it. Do you have the president's political support? Let's not go into the politics. I think today is the question of the budget, and I think we've done a great job as government and uh, the Treasury in particular. I hope South Africans are happy that uh, we've uh, very carefully as a government applied our minds.
to where we need to take the economy and, and the fiscus. And let's say next week or something like that, let's talk about individuals and some of the issues that you raised. All right, fantastic. I'll bring you back next week then, Minister. Thank you very much for your time. Pravin Gordon is uh, Minister of Finance. Thanks indeed for coming through.